0: Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time.
1: The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. I'm Laura Carlson. It's day 352 since coronavirus was declared a global pandemic. Today's main story? Johnson & Johnson's one-shot vaccine has been approved by regulators. We asked the CEO how he plans to increase supply to get 100 million people vaccinated by summer. But first, here's what happened in virus news today. The Biden administration has already begun shipping almost 4 million doses of Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine. On Sunday, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention formally recommended the shot for adults. Now that all regulatory hurdles have been cleared, providers can finally start administering doses of the first one-shot vaccine. The first deliveries of the vaccine will arrive as early as Tuesday. That's according to senior administration officials who held a briefing call on condition of anonymity. The officials said the shots will be shipped through every distribution channel, including to states on a per capita basis, as well as directly to pharmacies and community health centres. The UK is trying to trace a person infected with the Brazilian variant of the coronavirus. Six cases of the mutation which originated in the Amazonian city of Manaus, have been detected in the UK. While five have been found, the identity of the final patient is still unknown because they failed to complete a test registration card, leaving health officials without the information needed to find them. Over 20 million people in the UK have now been vaccinated, according to Britain's health minister, Matt Hancock. Finally, Russians are skeptical of the locally developed Sputnik V vaccine. Some 62% of Russians said they wouldn't take the injections, the most since the question was introduced in August. That's according to a February poll by the independent Levada Center. The responses highlight problems with the inoculation's rollout, despite evidence that it is safe and effective. And now for today's main story. Now that Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine has been cleared by regulators, the company needs to ramp up doses fast. J&J is looking for manufacturing partnerships to increase supply. The company wants to speed up its timeline to immunize 20 million Americans by the end of the month and 100 million by the end of June. Riley Griffin interviewed the company's chief executive officer, Alex Gorsky. I spoke to her about what else she learned from their interview.
0: Success is more than a destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's dedication. It's fortitude, and it's the work
1: to the CEO for Johnson & Johnson, Alex Gorsky, about the recent authorization of their single-shot COVID-19 vaccine in the U.S. So tell me, what does he see as the role for a one-dose vaccine, either in terms of the U.S. vaccine campaign or, or more globally?
2: Alex Gorsky said a one-shot vaccine is going to be a critical tool in reaching populations that interface less frequently with the healthcare system. Like U.S. top infectious disease specialist Anthony Fauci, he discussed it particularly as a boon to rural communities in the U.S.
3: The impact that a single-dose vaccine, I think, can have on access and distribution around the world just can't be overstated. We have now three vaccines uh, that have been approved. We have dozens more that are in development. All these vaccines have been shown to be incredibly safe, uh, incredibly effective now uh, that uh, we have that kind of a profile with a single dose uh, that requires standard refrigeration, um, as you would expect with very commonly used vaccines at a not-for-profit price, we think that that will significantly reduce uh, some of the administrative, some of the logistical challenges associated uh, with, uh, with the actual vaccine administration
2: administering a single dose is going to be fairly cost effective for health systems too. A one and done vaccine doesn't require the time and the resources needed to orchestrate and schedule out a second dose administration. And administering shots costs money. So this will certainly lessen the burden on health systems around the country. Finally, the Johnson & Johnson CEO mentioned that price point here is a critical factor and will be important at global scale. J&J is offering the shot on a not-for-profit basis, which means less than $10 per regimen. Now compare that to Pfizer and BioNTech, which are asking in the U.S. $39 per regimen, or Moderna at 33 per regimen. That's going to create a more affordable option globally. And with the logistical convenience to boot, you could see it as the vaccine of choice for many in low- and middle-income countries.
1: So Given that J&J has now received emergency use authorization for its vaccine in the U.S., what does the pace of production look like for J&J moving forward?
2: Yeah, so J&J is going to deliver 3.9 million doses of its one-shot vaccine within the next 24 to 48 hours, Gorski said. And the company wants to speed up its timeline, actually, of supplying enough vaccines to immunize 20 million Americans by the end of the month and a total of 100 million Americans by the end of June. How are they going to do that? Well, they're going to focus on two different parts of the production process. First is its capacity for making a live cold virus called an adenovirus that's used in the shot to trigger an immune response that fights off infection. They actually have to create proteins, and that takes some time to grow. So they want to build out capacity there. Another space they want to augment is the company's fill-finish process. That's the facilities where the drug substance at the very final part of the production process are actually placed inside vials. Fill-finish capacity is fairly limited in this country and beyond. And as a result, the company is looking to increase it in the future.
3: I mean, I don't believe that there's ever been a time in history to see that many actual doses produced in that period of time based upon the work that we've already done, as you noted, we're we're getting out 3.9, literally within the next 24 to 48 hours. And and what's really important in this Riley is that those 3.9 million doses are regimens also. And so that means 3.9 million more people here in the United States will be vaccinated. We're uh, also simultaneously going through the regulatory approval process for our other manufacturing facilities. Over the course of March, you'll see a ramp up to 20 million doses and then it will continue to ramp up uh, in the way that we just talked about by June to 100 million doses, and and we are doing everything we can, partnering um, with the United States government and other external manufacturers to see what we can do to accelerate and increase uh, that number as well, so that uh, you know our goal, consistent from the very beginning, is to achieve almost a billion doses by the end of 2021.
2: We actually also heard from a Biden administration official today suggesting that distribution and delivery are going to be a bit uneven across these early first weeks of March. But we'll see more supply in the back half of the month and it ramp up even further as we make it past March.
1: You know, at this point, Riley, there are several COVID-19 vaccines authorized for use in the U.S., Uh, Johnson & Johnson's, of course, alongside now what's available from Pfizer and Moderna. What do you think it's important for Americans to know as more people confront whether to get the vaccine and indeed which vaccine to get?
2: A lot of our readers or listeners and the generally the public are looking at the data and trying to compare results out of clinical trials. And I think it's important for them to, to know that you can't have a apples to apples comparison here. These clinical trials were conducted at different parts of the course of the pandemic, and J&J's notably was really at peak infections around the world. It's actually the largest COVID-19 vaccine trial to date, and they had plenty of sites here in the U.S., of course, but also in places like Brazil and in South Africa, where more transmissible virus variants have really dominated.
3: I think what uh, we've been particularly uh, pleased with is that when you consider that our trial was done, really at likely the most, one of the most challenging times of this pandemic. So our, our phase three clinical trial started in September, uh, October. That did not finish until, still not finished, we're ongoing, but was measured through January. And if you look at the incidence rates around the world, uh, they were at some of their highest levels. Number two. Our, our trial trials conducted on a global basis. So approximately 40% of our patients were in Latin America. I believe around 45% were in the United States. 15% were in South Africa. And in South Africa, over 90% of the patients that were infected had the South African, the 1351 variant, and we saw a significant number with the P2 variant in northern Brazil. And so at a time when the infection rates uh, were at uh, among their highest, when we were seeing these new strains at a very significant level, we were still able to demonstrate very strong overall efficacy rates, but particularly in the severe cases where we saw efficacy rates higher than 80% and we saw 100% of the time We were effective in keeping patients out of the hospital and keep them from dying, which we think are two of the more and most important data points for patients, for consumers, uh, for healthcare systems to understand.
2: The most important point to note, again, is as a public health tool, J&J's vaccine serves its purpose. It keeps people from getting very sick and was 100% effective in keeping people out of the hospital and from dying. That is critical because that reduces the strain on the health system. I spoke actually with Michelle Williams, an epidemiologist and the dean of the Harvard Chan School of Public Health. And she said, quote, this is not the time to be quibbling over decimal places or the levels of efficacy that we're seeing. And her message was really clear. Vaccines as a public health tool are meant to keep people from getting sick, becoming hospitalized and overwhelming the healthcare system. And that's precisely what J&J's vaccine does.
1: That was Riley Griffin, and that's it for our show today. For coverage of the outbreak from 120 bureaus around the world, visit bloomberg.com coronavirus. And if you like the show, please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's the best way to help more listeners find our global reporting. The Prognosis Daily Edition is produced by Topher Forges, Magnus Henriksen, and me, Laura Carlson. Today's main story was reported by Riley Griffin. Original music by Leo Sidrin. Our editors are Rick Shine and Francesca Levy. Francesca Levy is Bloomberg's head of podcasts. Thanks for listening.